Okay, so we obviously have to start here. <laughs> yes, 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 I totally agree. So um, it's been a big week for everyone who has ever considered themselves to be a Texas Rangers fan. There has never been another baseball team for me or for my two sons. Uh, my great-grandparents, my grandparents, my dad, all big Rangers fans. Uh, and I've been to more Rangers games over the years at all three parks in Arlington than games of any other professional team. So this week, after a, a full month of like high pressure, high intensity, high drama playoff baseball, Whitney and the boys and I were on the edge of our seats when Josh Spores threw the final strike to win game five and clinch the first World Series title in Rangers history. Will not be the last, but it definitely is the first. At which point, uh, all three Dowd boys jumped off the couch and yelled and screamed and laughed and hugged and kind of freaked the dogs out, honestly. <laughs> and I may have had uh, a tear or two in my eye as we reveled in our team finally reaching the mountaintop. I promise you I'm not the only one in here that had a tear in their eye when they won. It was a, it was a glorious moment filled with more emotion than I had anticipated, honestly, uh, having watched more Rangers games than I can count over the years. And the thing is, you know, such moments are few and far between in our lives. I'm talking about those, those transcendent, uh, sublime moments when, when something that you've longed for, in this case for more than five decades, <laughs> finally happens. And it is the absolute best when you're celebrating it with the people you love most. For me, uh, I'm fortunate that all four of us and my family were together. It doesn't always happen with the boys' busy schedules these days. Um, we, we shared that moment together, and honestly, it was a moment that I, will, that I will treasure for the rest of my life. And I hope and pray that my two boys will look back on it with great joy and nostalgia after I'm gone, which I do hope happens many, many years from now. Someday, uh, decades from now, when they're watching the Rangers win some future World Series with their kids and grandkids, what I want them to, to think back on is that chilly night in the fall of 2023 when we all celebrated the Rangers' first title. Because for me, um, sports have always been part of my fondest core memories. That night, after the kids went to bed, it was a school night after all, uh, I kept watching the post-game coverage. I watched the interviews with the team and with Bochi. Um, I read as many of the breaking stories as I could, you know, about the Rangers' history, about their historic win, about this magical season, uh, and how they had gotten to this point just two years after a 102 loss season, just one year after a 94 loss season. And I'm guessing I'm not the only one here that had a hard time going to sleep that night. And I got to thinking about my great-grandparents. You've heard me talk about my Mimi and Papa before, two of my favorite humans growing up. They loved the Rangers. And I have uh, these very fond memories of when we would visit them in the 70s and early 80s, and they would sit in their front room they had a little tiny house over in Pleasant Grove, and it, they had an AC, an air conditioner technically, but it was really hot in their house, and they would sit and listen to a radio of the Rangers games. I can picture it now. And I'm pretty sure uh, that the only times I ever heard Papa cuss <laughs> was when he was listening to those games. And I got all nostalgic thinking about Mimi and Papa and our shared love of the Rangers 
And I wondered what they would have thought about the, the Rangers winning it all, and uh, I was bummed. I was bummed that they didn't get a chance to see it. But then it came to me. <laughs> the Rangers won their first title, first, not last, title, <laughs> on All Saints Day. November 1st, the day every year when we Christians remind ourselves that, that death is not the end of the story for us as God's faithful. On All Saints, we remind ourselves that we are all part of the great company of saints, those of us here as the body of Christ in the church on earth, uh, and those who are now part of the church triumphant in heaven. And since, surely, and I know y'all are with me on this, Jesus must be a Rangers fan, <laughs> the watch party in heaven had to have been pretty amazing. So for me, and I know for some of y'all, I believe that this was a big week for everyone who has ever considered themselves to be a Texas Rangers fan on earth and in, in heaven. And I got a couple of emails this week to that effect. Now, of course, um, if you're not a baseball fan, no worries. There are other blessed memories of the loved ones that we've lost memories that comfort us on this very important day in the life of the church. All Saints, which we celebrate the first Sunday of November, no matter what day that happens to fall every year, is an ancient celebration in the church. It actually goes back um, almost 1,200 years now. We've been doing this a long, long time. It's the day that we set aside to remember those who have gone before us. We lift up the names of congregation members who have died since last All Saints, and we call to mind uh, and remember in prayer and in song all of those in our lives who have gone on to their eternal reward. And I, I find it to be especially appropriate that we celebrate All Saints just as we enter the holiday season. Because while holidays are particularly hard for those who have lost loved ones, our grief, you know, our grief is eased when we remember the, the great promises of our faith. And so we're going to remind ourselves of one of those promises now uh, in Psalm 34. So Psalm 34 is not necessarily a um, well-known psalm, but it's a good one. And it reminds us uh, that our refuge is in God. So listen, friends, for the word of God as it is proclaimed by God's servant, the psalmist. I, bless the Lord, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul makes its boast in the Lord. Let the humble hear and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord and he answered me and delivered me from all my fears. Look to him and be radiant so your faces shall never be ashamed. This poor soul cried and was heard by the Lord and was saved from every trouble. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him and delivers them. O oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Happy are those who take refuge in him. O oh, fear the Lord, you his holy ones, for those who fear him have no want. The young lions suffer want and hunger, but those who seek the Lord lack no good thing. The Lord redeems the life of his servants. None of those who take refuge in him will be condemned. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be, Thanks be to God. So this year, we named 31 saints of our congregation who have died in the past year, 31 uh, saints whose lives impacted more people than they and their families will ever know, 31 saints who have joined the great company 
in heaven. And of course, um, these 31 are just the members of the church who have died in the past year. There are uh, who knows how many others in our lives who have died since last All Saints, you know, family, extended family, friends, co-workers. And then there are all those that we've lost in the years before that, all of whom are on our minds as we celebrate the saints. And I'm so grateful that the church for 1,200 years now has set aside this Sunday each year for us to name and remember and give thanks for them and for what they've meant to our own spiritual journeys. Psalm 34 is a, is a psalm of thanksgiving, which is appropriate as we celebrate the saints in our lives. Specifically, it's a psalm of thanksgiving for deliverance from trouble. And for me, that deliverance is especially important as we face the grief of losing the people we love. And the psalmist encourages us uh, to fear God, which in the biblical tradition does not mean to be afraid of God. Uh, to fear God in Scripture is to acknowledge our dependence upon God. It's to reject the temptation to think and believe that we are self-sufficient, because of course, none of us is self-sufficient. To fear God is to humbly uh, realize that we belong to God. We are created by God, we are sustained by God, and someday we will return to God. In other words, fear of the Lord is a healthy acknowledgement that our whole lives and our deaths and our future in eternity are in, in the hands of the one in whom we put our trust. And to capture the nature of the relationship between God and God's people, the psalmist uses a metaphor that I love. He says, happy are those who, who take refuge in him. Which is to say, uh, happy are those whose shelter and protection during times of difficulty or distress is in God. And I don't know how people um, without faith face death and grief. I don't, I don't know. But I have seen over and over again the, the confidence and the peace and the hope that our faith gives us as people of faith when our time here is complete because we know that our refuge is in God, both in the trials and tribulations of life here and uh, when it's time to bid this life farewell. That's the great promise of our faith. That's the promise that we celebrate and remember on this day when we celebrate our saints. Next year, it's hard to believe this, is the 30th anniversary of the release of a movie classic. And whenever um, I think about our subject for today, death of the people that we love, um, this movie and a particular scene in this movie comes to mind. I first saw Forrest Gump in the theater. Uh, I was in the Navy at the time and uh, was a young officer and we were in Maine. I went to see it with a few other guys and I cried unabashedly in several scenes. <laughs> it's, it's an iconic movie about a very simple, very, very good man who has some intellectual challenges and it's just beautifully told. Um, it, it includes some, at the time, revolutionary special effects, and it's also one of Tom Hanks's greatest and most beloved performances. And there's this scene that I'm talking about, it comes up late in the movie, so Forrest is uh, out on his shrimping boat in the Gulf, and he gets a call on the radio that his mom is sick, and so 
true to his personality, he leaves his best friend, Lieutenant Dan, behind, and he jumps off the boat, and he swims to the shore, and he gets to the, the house that he grew up in just as fast as he can. And when he arrives, he's greeted by old family friends on the front porch, but he runs right by them, doesn't talk to them, rushes up to his mom's room, and arrives just as the family doctor is leaving. Now, this family doctor has known Forrest his whole life, um, and he was checking in on the, his mom as she neared the end of her battle with cancer. So Forrest walks in, it's just he and his mom in the, in the room, and he looks confused. And he says, what's the matter, mama? She says, I'm dying, Forrest. And she invites him to sit in a chair by her bed. Why are you dying, mama? It's my time, she says. It's just, it's just my time. Now, if you've not seen the movie Forrest, earlier in the movie, had fought in Vietnam. So, uh, yes, he was a simple man, but he had seen and experienced the hardships of this world. He knew, he knew about suffering and death. But as we all know, it's something different entirely when we're facing the death of the most important people in our lives. And this scene, which is so beautifully told, uh, it's so poignant, it's so tender, it's so full of inescapable truth. It, it gets me every time I watch it, and I'm talking about even this week as I rewatched the clip on YouTube several times to make sure I remembered it correctly. It still got to me after all these years. As her son wrestles with this reality that he is not ready for, uh, his mom just tells him the truth. Don't be afraid, sweetheart, she says. Death is just a part of life. <laughs> Something we're all destined to do. I will miss you, Forrest, she says. Friends, All Saints Sunday is such an important day. <laughs> such an important day. Because, yeah, it's true. It's true that death is part of life, uh, to be sure. But for those whose faith is in Christ, it is not the end. Our faith promises us that what comes next is good because our refuge is in the Lord now and forever. And so on this day of all days, we give thanks to God for the saints in our lives. We give thanks to God, especially for those who have recently gone to be with the Lord those who have inherited the promise and are cheering with <laughs> and for us in eternity. Amen.